they hand them their business card, they get their business card, then they just walk away. It's a transaction of business cards. It's not a start of a relationship. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and today we've got a special segment called Follow Along Friday. This is the second time I've ever done Follow Along Friday, and um, I'm doing it again because I heard from you, and you said that you liked listening to what I'm up to. And I think it's not because you want to hear what I'm doing, but I think, as with most things, it's you want to hear about how what I'm doing can be applied to your life. So that's how I always approached this conversation and any conversation I have with you is, yeah, this is what I'm doing, but how can this help you with what you're doing? So I've got some multifamily projects I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about a single family home that I have. I'm going to talk about a book that I'm reading and uh, some other miscellaneous things that are going on with my show that you can benefit from. So with that being said, before we get into it really quick, I want to give a shout out to a best ever listener, and I only know them by their iTunes name, Dit Dog. If I could redo my iTunes names from Joe Fairless 88 to something else, it would be Dit Dog. I love this. So Dit Dog, you're awesome. Thank you for the review. And here's what Dit Dog said. The subject is great show. Exclamation mark. That's why I said it that way. And then what they wrote is, love the show about resilience. It proved to me that no matter where you are in life, change is always possible. I also learned that gratitude is an action word. You can't just be grateful. You need to complete that experience by doing something about your feeling. I look forward to more episodes. And what Did Dog's referring to is episode 
where I interviewed our intern, one of our interns, Kyle, and he talked about resiliency. So if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that episode, I recommend you go check it out. It's focused on his personal story, which is uh, quite inspiring. He used to be addicted to drugs and alcohol when he was in high school, actually. Uh, And now he's been, I want to say, three years sober and clean, and he's got an amazing story. It's episode 334. Uh, It was released on August the 2nd, 2015. So episode 334. Go check that out and listen to what Dit Dog's writing about. So now let's get into Follow Along Friday. And let me tell you what I'm up to, and I'm going to be, again, thinking through and talking through how this applies in, in your life. Well, Houston, as you probably remember, if you're a loyal listener of the show, I closed on a 250-unit apartment community this month in Houston with other investors and with one of my clients, and that's going very well. We are doing the renovations as planned, and I don't have a whole lot of specifics to update you on right now, but I will whenever... um, Maybe in one more or two more weeks, we got to kind of let the dust settle and get some updates of substance, and then I'll, I'll talk to you more about Houston. But I guess just know that that is going well, and I, you know, so I was on an interview recently, and they asked me, out of all the interviews you've done, what are some of the best pieces of advice that you've heard and there's a lot of them. Uh, it's it's pretty darn impossible to list the ones, all of them. But I'd say one of them that's really resonated with me personally is that raising money is the top of the real estate mountain. Whenever you know how to raise money, you become a deal magnet because get the money and, and the deals will follow. And that's what I've been applying in, in my career. And, and heck, I saw that happen firsthand with this past deal where one of my clients, him and his business partner, had been looking at opportunities and they found one that they really liked, but they needed some some money more so than what they had planned on because they hadn't planned on kind of this type of project, this large of a project. And then I helped them bring the money through people I know and we closed on it and uh, we're all going to benefit. So if you're looking to scale your real estate business, then my goodness, I recommend learning how to raise money. And maybe you want to start with JV, joint ventures, and then kind of work your way up from joint ventures. Or uh, maybe you do debt lending where you're basically lending and giving a fixed return versus equity where they get a share in the profits. But find a way to scale your business through you know, through using leveraging other people's money and providing them value that they wouldn't be receiving otherwise in, in other other areas of, of investing, especially with the stock market. You know, going so so crazy right now. You know, it's it's gone up and down over the last week and that's just it's more reason to start having conversations with people who have their money in the stock market and talking to them about investing in, in your opportunities really, really the best way to scale your business. The The next best way I'd say is to put in systems so that you can remove yourself from the business. But first, I think you got to have your business in a place to implement systems and, and that's where you're doing enough deals um, and you're reaching the threshold to get to that point. So that's what I, I close on this month. 
now I've I've also got my 168 unit in Cincinnati that is uh, going well, and we put it on the market. I'd say two to three weeks ago, fielding offers, talking to uh, my brokers, talking to interested buyers, and again, there's gonna be more to come on that as uh, as things progress. And I'll keep you posted on it. I'm looking at a couple Cincinnati apartment communities of 150 unit plus, and with my business partner. And I actually visited those two communities. I was a prospective renter whenever I visited them, just to kind of see the inside. And heck, I there's always a chance I could rent from them if my purchase. I'm going to be buying a two to four unit probably in the next eh, six months or something. But you know, there's always a chance I could live in one of those properties that I'm looking at in the meantime. And what I do whenever I'm there is I want to know what the area looks like, so I drive around. I search for the McDonald's and see how old it is. I also look to see the Walmart and also the Chipotle, if there is one. That usually indicates progress and growth. I also want to learn how they treat the prospective resident and uh, the condition of the property, how the units show, talk to them a little bit about how many apartments they have available to get the, the occupancy in. You know, the numbers can show a lot of different things, but I want to see it firsthand and validate some of the numbers from rent and what it costs to lease a a washer dryer, but then also see the property firsthand and more importantly, see the surrounding area. So I I checked out two large apartment communities and we're going back and forth asking questions with the representing broker and I'll keep you posted if anything happens on those fronts. I attended my first Cincinnati meetup. This was, well, I guess it was my second, but it was, uh, the first one I attended was about two years ago. So I, I attended my first one this year, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's, I hadn't really attended meetups before in New York. I would attend bigger pocket meetings where there are more networking events, but this was ARIA, so it was more structured and it was interesting. It was all single family focus, which is what I expected. And I'm I'm not focused on single families, but I was going just to make friends. I mean, I, I moved here from New York City about two months ago and I wanted to just you know meet more people. And through my podcast and through Bigger Pockets, I already know some people, at least through those, but not really in person. So it was it was nice to meet some of them in person. One of the things I kind of saw with the meetup and perhaps this is common in other meetups. That's why I want to share it. But there's a whole lot of people, I'd say 90% plus, at least from what I saw, who are all focused on wholesaling and fixing and flipping smaller homes. And when I say smaller, and again, this is this might just be my market, Cincinnati, but uh, I'm talking you know, $10,000 to $40,000 homes. And I think it's, you know, Whenever I first started buying homes, I was focused on those size of prop. Well, not not quite that small, but I would have been if I thought the numbers made sense. But I was, you know, focused on thirty-five to ninety thousand dollar homes, and I was just buying and holding. I wasn't fixing fixing them up um, because I was living in New York City and buying in Texas. But my point that I want to make is the majority of people are looking for the same thing, and when that happens it's tough to find opportunities, even in good markets. So what I would challenge you as a best ever listener is if, if you are focused on 
those types of properties, you know, 15,000 to say $40,000, $50,000 properties, then what can you do to continue to scale up your business? I imagine, so there are, I guess, a couple of things. One, you might say, well, I don't want to. Um, I'm doing just fine as I am. And if so, then more power to you. Keep on rocking and rolling. You're meeting your needs. You're reaching your financial goals and never mind. But if you do want more, then what do you need to, to scale your company? What, what's missing? And I suspect it's either money or deals, right? And if it's scaling up, then it's probably money. So if you need more money, then there's a lot of different ways you can get money. If you're flipping, then there's a lot of different crowdfunding sites. You know, Patch of Land is a sponsor of this show. So you can always go to patchofland.com and, and check them out. There's also private lenders. I've interviewed many guests who have started the real estate company with none of their money, getting a private loan from somebody who knows, likes, trusts, and believes in them and their expertise and loans them money. They use that money to buy the property with cash plus renovations. Then they put long-term financing on it. Once it appraises for a higher value, they cash out their hard money lender and they keep the property long-term. That's a sustainable business model. Eventually, you'll, you'll run into, well, how am I going to put long-term financing on it with, once you get to a certain number of properties? But you'll be able to come up with multiple solutions once you get to that point. And I can talk through solutions on another, another show if you'd like or just tweet at me at Joe Fairless. So that's one of the main takeaways I had from the, the meetup, the RIA in Cincinnati. The other is that I, this is a major pet peeve of mine. You know, someone will be introduced and they're, you know, they're, have a phenomenal story. They're a great investor. And then they sit down and then all of a sudden you see two or three people walk up to them and they hand them their business card. They get their business card. Then they just walk away. It's a transaction of business cards. It's not a start of a relationship. If you think about how you met your best friend, you probably didn't meet your best friend by walking up to him or her saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, what's your number, what's your email later? That's just not how you, you build relationships. And I can't tell you how many times people come up to me um, at meetups or at you know different places where I speak and they just give me their business card. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> There's so much more to a relationship and it all goes back to focus on the relationship, not the transaction. And as a best ever listener, I know you focus on the relationship and not the transaction. I know as Jay Massey would say, you play the long game and you're focused more on long-term wealth and long-term relationships that lead to mutually beneficial outcomes. So continue to focus on that and continue to build long-term relationships. It's much better. It's so, 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 so much better to have substantive conversation with three people than to give your business card to 13 people. You're going to get so much more out of it. The other thing is uh, I've got my meetup that in Cincinnati and I've done a different spin. So for anybody, the reason I mentioned this is for anybody who is new to a city or wanting to create and build their network, create your own meetup. And one spin I did on my meetup is I'm making it a mastermind. You know, that way everyone who attends actively participates and there's accountability for each of us at the end of the meetup. 
So what I do, and you can just copy this model, that's cool. What I do is I, I have everybody sit around a circle and we talk about what we're up to, what our challenge is, and what we're committed to doing by the next meetup. And then we just all go around the room. I limit the, the meetup to about 20 to 25 people. That way we can stay on time. And then and it's great because you, you build a sense of community that way versus you know kind of a meetup where you just come and go as you please. And sometimes you attend, sometimes you don't. Well, here there's ongoing accountability. So if you want to start, well, first off, if you want to build your network and raise your profile, then start a meetup, and that's one way to do it that will stand out from the rest of the meetups. On one of my homes, I want to mention that I've never had a Section 8 tenant until now. In my property, a property I have in Duncanville, Texas, we have been trying to rent it out for about three months. And the residents, the prospective residents who were applying weren't qualifying the area hasn't been doing too well, apparently. And there's just uh, people who are qualifying didn't meet our requirements and for whatever reason. So we opened it up to Section 8 and it was renting for, I bought this thing for $76,000 in 2009. And I didn't put really any money into it, didn't have to. It's a four bedroom, two bath house. It's probably worth, mm, I'd say, 110 now because you know it's Dallas even even with the area and the area is not bad it's just not doing very well it's I'd say it's average to a little above average the area has gone up and the rent that I rent that I rented it for in 2009 up until this past summer was $1,095 I kept the rent the same but with this new resident the section 8 it's $1,275 so I'm getting almost $200 more a month Now, a couple things that if you've never rented a Section 8, I want to call out that I learned throughout this process. One is that there's a lag time for you to receive the payment from the government. So my resident is paying a portion of that $1,275. I think it's like almost $500. And then the rest of it, I'm getting a check, but it's going to be about eight to 10 weeks delayed. So I've had it not least for about four months, and now there's going to be another delay of a significant amount. So that's one thing to, to take into account whenever you're renting. And then the second thing I want to mention is that single-family homes are, are tough to make a lot of money off of, at least for me, to make a lot of money off of, because when you turn the unit over, or the, I'm used to talking apartments, when you turn the house over to a new resident, then you've got to you got to fix that thing up, and sure the deposit's going to cover some stuff, but then some stuff's going to be just normal wear and tear. I had to put in about five thousand dollars into the house to get it moving ready, and when you're making three four hundred dollars a month, well, what is that? It's almost it's more than a year's worth of income that gets wiped away, and that's all your profit for the entire year. So that's one of the reasons why I switched to multifamily, and that's just something I want to, wanted to call out. And I'm sure there's other ways to optimize that, but that just happened to be the example that, you know, that, that recently happened to me, and I wanted to share that with you. I will let you know about the best ever intern position. I know I mentioned, I think I mentioned on last week's Follow Along Friday that I'm interviewing for it. 
And I'll keep you posted on who gets hired for that. I've got a lot of resumes and emails. And if you're still interested and you haven't applied, then I recommend doing it pronto. Can't guarantee the position's still going to be available. It's info at joefairless.com. That's I-N-F-O at joefairless.com. And let me know how you'll find the best ever guests based on the predetermined criteria that you and I talk about and you know why you're interested in becoming an intern for the show. And then from a personal level, and then we'll wrap this up, my mom visited Cincinnati for the first time, met my amazing, wonderful, beautiful girlfriend, Colleen, and we just had a great weekend last weekend. We did an Irish-themed dinner where we made shepherd's pie, and we had no clue what the dessert should be. So we, because everything I looked up, Irish dessert, it just said like something in Bailey's. <laughs> so we, I ended up just like buying green mint chocolate chip ice cream because I figured it was green Irish. And then I bought mint Oreos to put in it. I figured if we, if we go green, then it's safe that it's Irish. Then we went to the horse races and uh, walked around downtown Cincinnati and uh, then on Sunday, went to church and played tennis. Uh, after my mom left, uh, uh, Colleen and I played tennis. So what if weekend and this weekend I've got a third eye blind concert. If you know anything about my personal life, you know that I'm completely and utterly obsessed with third eye blind. So they're going to be here in Cincinnati tomorrow. And you better believe that I will be talking about my experience at third eye blind concert next follow along Friday. In addition to all the real estate stuff too, don't worry. I'm going to keep it focused on the real estate stuff, but man, we got to have to also have fun in our personal lives, right? So thanks so much for sharing your Friday with me. I hope you learned some things that will help move your business forward in real estate. And I wish you the best and I will talk to you tomorrow. crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever.